Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. I'm just looking for, for answers. I, I found him dead on the street, not far from the shop this morning. I, I just, I can't, I can't fathom what happened. The sickness which, which claimed your, your grandson could still yet claim you. Imagine it is something of a plague and, and get as far away from here as you can. With the, like, most fake friendly voice that does not touch the eyes at all, just say, Monsieur, I would love to hear it. It is the most haunting and perhaps mind-bending score you've ever heard. I don't know what this would look like on a score of music. Like, notes, 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 madness. <laughs> Your mind flashes back to Calvin Leith's apartment where you saw scraps of the play written and pasted to the walls because you start seeing some of those same phrases repeated, the, the yellow tatters that flap and the black stars under a white sky. If we can get in there and get our hands on this thing and that's the source of it, grab it and go whoever, if you gotta shoot your way out, shoot your way out, I'll be waiting outside for you. I will grab him by the front of the shirt and I'd actually like to take him and open the window and push the, like just push his head out and lean out really close to his face, just up next to his ear and just say, if you tell anyone about this, they won't find you. Do you understand? Paris. August 24, 1895. Frances Anderson walked up the stairs to her private quarters, mind racing. Whatever she and her friends had experienced six months ago was back, and they had found themselves embroiled in it again. As she reached her room, she lit a candle at her desk and sat down. She needed to write to the Duchess, but another letter was weighing on her mind. She decided to write that one first. Dear Aunt Helen, Since coming here to Paris and being welcomed into your home, you have treated me so well. You have given me freedom, respect, and a home where I am always welcome, and left me to sort out the rest, which is precisely what I've longed for. And so I know that the only reason you are reading a letter of mine is because the worst has happened, and for that I am terribly sorry. You had deduced that something happened to me six months ago, even though we have both pointedly not discussed it. You trusted me enough to give me space. So I ask now that you trust me again. If I told you everything, you would think I had begun writing my own gothic novels, so I will only use the plainest terms. There are forces at work here in Paris— Men who are determined to wreak havoc into the world on a scale that we have never seen before. Until now, they have been thwarted, and, remarkable as it seems, I've been a witness to these events. Father Sicard at Notre Dame can be trusted. He knows more of what happened than most people do, and if you need proof beyond what I can say here, please go to him without delay. If my friends... Montgomery Hogg and Donald Braith can be found, help them to escape however you can. The danger here seems to spread like a miasma, infecting men and women like a plague. And the best and only cure, Helen, is to leave. If I am not here, then they have progressed further than before, and I am lost." Please believe that if I were capable of returning, I would be imparting all of this to you in person. I am not here, and therefore you cannot remain here. There is something like mass mesmerism spreading out from the Palais Garnier, and it can affect anyone. I tried to stop it, and I have failed. Please leave Paris. Leave immediately. Go as far as you can and as quickly as you can. Avoid anyone who wears a mask or speaks of black stars on a white sky. Tell my family any terrible thing you must to keep them far away from here. I have loved Paris and loved my time here. Please believe me. Don't stay only to burn with the city. Your loving niece, Francis. Francis folded the letter carefully and sealed it inside an envelope. She wrote on the front, For Aunt Helen only, if I have not come home.
So this is, I believe, the third season that both Mikey and Tommy have been on and the second season that Emily has been on. And I know for me personally, people, lots of people ask me about what this podcast is, what I'm doing here, what, what I'm like, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> it feels like there are layers to the explanation that I just have not come up with yet. Do any of you have a good way of ex- like to people that don't know anything even about role playing games? Like, how do you explain to them what you're doing here <laughs> on this podcast? Mm. Collaborative, improvised storytelling. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do they do they ask follow ups to that? <laughs> yeah, because most people don't know what the hell that means. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I say I'm doing my friend's podcast. And then they say, oh, what's that about? And I say, oh, it's Nature My Game. You can look it up. That's where it goes. <laughs> the marketing mind. They want to know more about it. They can Google it. There's definitely like, um, if you know the person knows role-playing games, yeah, for sure. Obviously, yes. much easier to explain. Just be like, oh yeah, no, it's an actual play. We're doing the role-playing game thing. If they don't, that it becomes significantly harder. Yeah, my favorite are like I, I have a t- most of the friends that I would talk about it with have that context, but like bless those couple who have no clue what any of this is <laughs> yeah. about, mm-hmm. and like are just like, uh huh. That what I support you. Yep, yep, <laughs> I'm yep. Very grateful. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like for me, it's like it's it's my family and Kelsey's family because they <laughs> they really want to care, right? Because like you know, this yeah. has been something I've been working on for a while. It's it, it's something that I'm devoting a lot of time to, and so they they're aware of it and they want to care, but I don't think they know how to care, which is is fine. I <laughs> I understand it. <laughs> It's like, yes, we're playing a game, but we're telling a story, but the game helps us tell the story, and we're doing Mm -hmm. it on the podcast. And the shame of it is, it's the generation that that really wants to have, like, the people that really don't understand it are the ones that don't understand when you say, look, it's really the best thing you can do is just click like, subscribe to it, and shit, you don't need to know about it. It's fine (laughs) that you don't understand. You don't need to engage with it. You don't need to really, honestly, listen, just... touch it on the thing and so other people <laughs> see it <laughs> and then they were well, but why well because <laughs> i know that pain eric just because like yeah. my uh, yeah my yeah. family is very similar i've already described my mom had no idea and then my, my siblings i have four siblings and i like they sort of have a if I threw out the term Dungeons and Dragons, I think they'd have the con- like a general context idea of like a role playing game. But beyond that, like my 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 brother might sort of get it because he like did Dungeons and Dragons yeah. as like a teenager, so he he I think register that. But the rest of them, I don't know. At least you guys, at least your podcasts have a point. When someone asks me to do a podcast, <laughs> I just say yes, and they say what is it, and I go, I don't. It's just I just kind of talk, I guess. I don't really know. It's it's ever evolving. Yeah, yeah. You, you I, have I, to I, listen. Talked about You're not get it today. Yeah, like just listen. <laughs> Trust me, it's fine. Well, uh, and, it's and then true. of course, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say it's true that like the with this particular podcast, the nice thing about it is like the hook keeps changing, right? So that you mm-hmm. can be like, have you ever come across X Y Z, and just be like, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, are you interested in in like this kind of story? Yeah, I can definitely feed all of my friends the. Have you ever been to a creepy opera? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure most of them will be like, yeah, totally. <laughs> What if I told you that that we that that you could play Phantom of the Opera in real life on <laughs> as the characters in it? Would that, you do that? It? Google SEO meme for every season. You'll like Nature of My Game podcast. Exactly, like, exactly. That stuff is. I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea whether any of it works. And then, of course, there's my mom who is. <laughs> Wonderful, and has I think listened to every single episode, and she she Aww. she texts me about it. She's That's she's very adorable. supportive, and I appreciate it. But she was like, you know, I wanted to share it with some of the people that I work with. But she so she works at a Catholic university in a in a in an institute that is relatively Catholic, and she's like, I'm just afraid the first season is a little anti-Catholic. Oh I was no! Like, <laughs> I was like, I, it's pro-Catholic. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It has some. It has some hints, I guess. I think it's pro-Catholic. I think it's. Uh, it shows a heroic priest. True. That's true. True. We fight to preserve that cathedral. 
I was going to say, there is, like, we do have, like, a genuinely, like, positive priest figure who has uh, sort yes. of served yeah, this kind of, true. like, grounding and almost, like, <laughs> redemptive kind of touchstone. If they are anti-anything, and I would understand why this would be, like, a problem for an institution. <laughs> Perhaps there's an anti-church sentiment. Perhaps. But I Perhaps. don't believe. I think that we've Fair we've enough. been relatively positive in our portrayal of religion. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I think it's I think it's it's potentially anti-church in a way that that or anti-Catholic in a way that only for either current or former <laughs> Catholics could do, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah. Like, like it's very much from the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. All right. So let's let's kick back in. Um, our American artists in Paris have just burned what they believe to be the only copy of the libretto that is is set to be performed as part of the Casilda opera uh, just before they have an appointment uh, to have tea with the the Duchess de Rudier at uh, at her and her husband, the Duke de Rudier's manor. Um, so is there anything you probably, it's probably getting pretty close to when you want to mm-hmm. head over there. Um, is there anything you want to do to prepare for that? Or are you just going to kind of head over and, and see see what comes? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's helpful to, to make sure we have an idea of what we would like to accomplish. Yeah, Fr- Francis and Don, I think you both have more, some degree experience with the the aristocracy than I do. I mm-hmm. have more experience with the sort of um, criminal underground. So <laughs> I, I will let you either of you take the lead because I, I, I'm afraid I may misspeak or do something that will uh, jeopardize our mission. Yeah, Don's definitely going to defer to Francis. Mm-hmm. I think he's also distracted now by he's thinking about the, the old man and the kid and like I should have done mm-hmm. that. Now I got to help those police, and like this is now the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't think he's. I don't think his head is in the Duchess visit very much. Fair enough. I mean, I think we're. I think we're trying to. To, we are hoping to meet with her in order to meet with her husband, or like have some Just sort of find access. Out, yeah. yeah, more information on the husband. And honestly, uh, I suspect we will not be left alone <laughs> at any point. We will probably have attendants and things Absolutely. around. But if there's any chance that we can get, that we are able to get alone and mm-hmm. do a little looking around, it might be worth it. Uh, I suspect that won't be the case, but... Yeah. I mean, I would very much like to have a sense of where he might be and any sort of clue to connections because i mean as far as i know a gargoyle did knock on their door and say hi i've got a play for you would you would you care to hear all about this fabulous new place um somehow he got access to this mm-hmm. and i want to know how because a dissolute duke is not my first choice for how this material is getting into our world but for all i know it's a mm-hmm. clever ruse. So I think he's probably got a source, but mm-hmm. how to find that is, is going to be tricky. So I think we have to find him first. All right. So just a couple of reminders about things that you know about the Duke de Rudier. Francis, with your society ability, with your, your uh, society investigative ability, you know that the Duke and Duchess live in a manor in the Faubourg Saint-Germain district, which is a, at least nearby to where your aunt lives as well. The Duke is widely loathed for his arrogance and for flaunting his indiscretions and Monty because of your demi-monde you know that he's known for his sadistic tastes and when you and Donald went to kind of see whether anyone could give you any information about him you were told that he hadn't been around Mm -hmm. some of his usual haunts in a couple of weeks right yeah I think he's getting a new kind of fix Mm -hmm. perhaps perhaps or he has been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you all make know. your way to to the uh, to the manor house of the du Ru- the Rudier the Rudier Manor House, and you are let in by servants into a sitting room. There's a nice tea spread that has been laid out, and you see a woman in there. She is kind of fragile looking, a little bit older. You can see that there there are signs of former beauty that, that perhaps have faded at this point. A woman now in her middle years. 
And when you arrive, she stands and greets you as the Duchess Orraine de Rudier. She says, hello, uh, Ken, why is it that you have called on me today? I'm glad to have you, but uh, I would be interested to know the purpose of your visit. Duchess, what a pleasure to finally make your acquaintance. I'm, I'm so pleased. Thank you for, for inviting us here and for allowing us to enter your truly beautiful home. I'll quickly introduce my companions. I'm not sure if they would have been on the invitation specifically. Who can say with society types? Bow or do whatever it was that Francis probably told us to do <laughs> yes, upon our introduction. <laughs> yes, uh, Mademoiselle Anderson, is it? It is yes, lovely to finally meet you as well, your aunt. Uh, we have known each other for quite some time. And then Monsieur's Braith and Hog, I believe it is. Uh, you are all Americans? Yes. yes, ma'am, we are. I see, I see. Well, please sit and have some tea with me. Thank you. That's very kind of you to offer. Um, well, Duchess, we we all have connections to the the art the art school. Um, I myself am a portrait painter. How lovely! Thank you. <laughs> I it's it's something that I love very much, and I. As an ambitious young painter, you know, I, I must make my connections and hope to to be able to to shed light upon some of the wonderful people in this fantastic town. Um, and I admit there, there's a part of me that would love to get to know you better, or at all, technically, as potentially uh, I, I, I would love to paint you, to paint your family, to, to potentially get to know you more um for surely just knowing you will help to elevate my art well you know a little thick there perhaps but well you, you <laughs> she's you trying do, you do <laughs> you do flatter uh, an, an old woman with your kind words i will be honest i am not sure that i am much in the market for a a, a portrait at the moment i have sat for my fair share of portraits in my mm. life Perhaps a, a niece or a nephew might be interested, though. I would be happy to look at your work and see whether I would oh, be able to recommend it. That's terribly kind. Your patronage would mean quite a lot to me. I I know that your husband has has been a patron of the arts in the past. Is that something that you have you have entered into as well? When you mention the Duke, uh -huh. her face falls a little bit. The the oh. the smile that she had, whether it was whether it was real or something put on, falters a little bit. And she says, "I am not sure whether my husband's interest in the arts is has much of anything to do with the art itself." If I'm being <laughs> honest with you. Oh, I see. I, I honestly wasn't aware. I hope that you're not being coy or being feigning a level of ignorance with me. I believe that my husband's indiscretions are well known. To be honest, I, I've never met him. I, I don't often get to run in his circles when he hears rumors, but if one believed every single rumor you heard about a member of society, I don't think any of us would be welcome in anyone's homes. Uh, what Miss Anderson is saying, uh, Duchess, is that she... She doesn't travel the sort of sordid circles myself and Miss Monsieur Hogg uh, oh do. Oh, my. <laughs> I will tell you that we have heard tale of your husband's attitudes and appetites. Well, if if you are interested in meeting with my husband or hearing anything about his, his particular appetites, I am afraid to... I will have to disappoint you. He, he left recently on a long trip, and he isn't expected back anytime soon long trip. Do you know where he went? I don't, actually. He departed suddenly one day, leaving only a note. Oh, gracious. Seems very impolite. If you don't mind me asking and I apologize for interrupting, is that is that usual for him? Does he depart on these sort of trips often, or is this uh, sort of unexpected? Well, I, I would say it is a bit unexpected. He, he wields a decent amount of power here in the city he can usually get what he wants and so i am i would say i am a bit surprised he's has not been gone this long in the past he said that he was going to the americas he's been gone for a few weeks now and she she gets up and says one moment please and walks out of the room 
Clayton comes back in and hands you a handwritten note. She says, see here, this this is the note that he left. I read it. I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, so the note the note is written in kind of uh, a, a, like a very untidy scrawl and says, it says, my dearest Orane, I must suddenly depart for the Americas. My apologies for the suddenness of my departure. I'll not bore you with the business matters that command my haste. I have paid my opera box fees well in advance. Do not interfere with this. You are free to otherwise manage our household as you see fit. I will be unable to contact you for a good while. Try not to worry. And then it's just signed R. Hmm. Quite the wordsmith. <laughs> Is he that? I didn't. I don't know that I knew he was that attached to the opera that he would deign to mention it specifically. Is that usual? No, I did. I will be honest. I did find that quite strange. I don't care much for the opera myself. I haven't used the box and I don't plan to use it anytime soon. I believe that, to tell the truth, I don't think he much cares for the opera either. He uses the box for, as I say, other purposes. I see. I don't know why he would mention that in the note. He knows how much I how much of a distaste I have for the opera. Well, I, I, I do believe you're in, in company that likely feels the same about your regard for the opera. I, Indeed. I, it's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Does, um, does your husband normally uh, lend the box out to others in his circles to use uh, for either the opera or their own purposes? I tend not to ask him much about it, but I have not heard that he would do something like that. If anyone uses it, I imagine it would be him. Difficult to use from the Americas, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I haven't been, as I said, been to an opera recently, but I imagine the box it's unused. I mean, I imagine that, you know, it's very important to keep one seasoned tickets in the family. Those Those things are very sought after. Indeed. And if it were to be unused on any particular evening. Uh, is there anyone who might be in there, or is that truly a un, un, a, a unimaginable scenario? Well, I, as I, as, as I said, I have not been to the opera in many years, but I can't imagine the ushers would let anyone sit in there, even if, even if it was known that the Duke was not in town. Donald's definitely looking at the two of them to read the room, because I think that he is... Relieved that she does not seem to, she seems to be kind of like certainly uh, aware of his of his shittiness and a potential. Like she's not automatically adversarial, and I think that's yep. what he anticipated. So I think he's like reading the room to see like how how much we want to talk to her because he's probably he's ready to just start talking. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. I think Francis probably as the one who is kind of most in tune with um, like reading other people. Like she just seems. She seems like she that she fully believes that her husband is out of town and that she yeah. is she doesn't care or she's a, or Ooh. she's even happy that he's not there like yeah. it's, yeah. it's just kind a of well rid of things them. are easier for mm -hmm. her when he's not around and he certainly doesn't seem to be around. Yeah. Like do I is there I don't know like am I picking up because she's she's alluded several times to these these indiscretions. Like does it seem likely cuz I, I I know that there's a certain there's a th there's the kind of person who, if her husband is cheating, she just doesn't care, and she just is cutting herself off from it. And there's another type of person that if she's talking about her husband's indiscretions, you can see a glint in their eye, and they might like to do something about it. Am I getting any read on a glint? Like, is this a thing we could push and potentially know more somehow? Or am I getting the sense that, like... She's this is this is all she cares about, like that. This is the extent of what she cares about. I think it's hard to tell, but I think you would I think you think that you could probably push a little more. Like, I think if you wanted to ask about it specifically, I think it doesn't seem like she's trying to hide it. Yeah. And you potentially could get more information that way. I see. I, I got to figure out the angle. That's the, the trick. Yeah, I'll look over it. Look over at Francis and just mouth the name Celeste. Yeah, that's I was I was wondering. My lady, I, as I said, I, I paint portraits. I'm, I'm used to getting a read on a person. And I think you, you noticed as, as we came in something of the same, I noticed something of the same skill in yourself. We do know a little bit more about your husband than 
is potentially polite to say, but we've heard a connection between him and an opera singer. Celeste, I believe, is her first name. I, I genuinely don't know her last name. And I, from what I can tell, this it doesn't seem to be a, a connection that fosters much goodness. Is that something that's familiar to you? Before I respond for the Duchess, just for the record, I just have not been saying Celeste's last name because I didn't want to look at it. It is. <laughs> I assume. It is, yeah, it's, we've it seen is it Vicare, in the program. Vicare, V-I-C-A-I-R-E. Okay. Vicare. Vicare. Okay. She's not. She. She's not a. She's not a mysterious one named person. <laughs> just. <laughs> not like I love it. Like Madonna or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I love it. We'll we'll just continue to call her Celeste, and we can always assume as necessary mm-hmm. we're saying her last name. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so the Duchess uh, says, she kind of takes a, a, a deep sigh and says, I will be honest, I I try not to pay attention much to who or what my husband is doing when it comes to his indiscretions. I, I don't care much, to, to be honest. I have my life. I have the status that I have achieved through this marriage, and my life is easier when he is not around, whether that is in the Americas or with one of whoever his newest mistress is. I believe that he, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that name, I haven't heard it, but if she's the newest one, I imagine she has been spending time with him at the the flat that he rents that I'm not supposed to know about. Ah, he has one of those, does he? He does, and he thinks he can get it past me, but of course I know. (sighs) I mean, we always do, don't we? They always Indeed. think they're cleverer, and... Hmm. And the Duke may be the least clever of them all. <laughs> I I must say, from what I've heard, I haven't met the man, but I I do think he doesn't quite deserve you. Nor do you deserve the the frustrations that you've no doubt had from, from your association with him over the years. Well, Mademoiselle Anderson, I don't believe you've said a truer thing yet today than what you just did. Nah, nor, madam, does he deserve this beautiful home. My my interest uh, in, in this visit today, I will admit, was rather selfish. I, I'm not all that interested in the affairs of your husband, uh, about as interested as it seems you are. <laughs> uh, I'm an architecture <laughs> student <laughs> myself. Yeah. I, I am an architecture student myself, and, and one of the things that truly I find one most wondrous about the buildings uh, in this area is... All of them are, are entirely unique, none built uh, exactly like the other. And as such, I, I am doing, uh, I, I try to collect as many observations as I can and as see as much of these homes as I can when I have the opportunity. So I was curious uh, if there was any way uh, that I could uh, perhaps have a look around at the, 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 the various, I certainly won't be going through anyone's drawers, but just to see the layout, see the angles uh, if you want to give me, if you want to use one of your pushes, I will mm. let you use an architecture push to convince her that you uh, have a genuine interest in seeing the the manor okay. house. Yeah, Good I will angle. do that. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she says, "Yes, I believe that would be fine. I have other matters to attend to, but our butler could walk you through the through the house, or, or at least the 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 less private areas." Wonderful. I truly appreciate it. Um. I, I will say if she if she's gonna leave us uh, before she goes, I will I will let her know, my lady. I may have come here with multiple desires for an outcome of this conversation, but I would genuinely love to paint your portrait and capture you as you are today. There's there's something I think I quite admire in in what I see in you, and just a thought. I know you've you've had a portrait I'm sure many times, but I, I would love to to capture what I see here. If you want to use a push as well, you uh, can get her to agree to let you let her uh, to sit down for hmm. a portrait for you. Oh, I wasn't and even this, thinking about that. This would be like this would be kind of a big a big get for you. She's she's uh, pretty famous as as uh, as, <laughs> as, as nobility <laughs> comes, or as as the aristocracy comes. My my entire like aim in this game is to advance my career. Yes, exactly. exactly. How do you feel about being painted with a mask on your face? Oh God, no, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> Surprise! Um, ooh, ooh! Damn it, Francis wants it. Then Francis should yeah. take it. Should do it. She yeah. should do it. Push away. 
She says, yes, please contact me next week and we will set up some time for for a portrait. And she kind of leans in and whispers in your ear. She says, and if you, it seems as though you are for some reason looking for this Celeste. Mm. If she truly is my husband's newest mistress, I would look on Avenue Montaigne. That's where he keeps his apartment. I was going to ask her where the apartment yeah. was. Somebody was going <laughs> to ask her where the apartment was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, she, she strolls out of the room. Busy lady. Uh, mm-hmm. But the butler will take you around. Uh, what are you? Are you? What are you? What are you attempting to do? Was the butler um, there when she said that he could give us the guide guided tour? Or do we kind of tell him that we're like, yeah, we can go wherever we want? He kind of he walks in as she's leaving. Like he was probably standing outside the room. Okay, so he was privy. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would just want to kind of see the um, the the kind of. And I can't obviously do this because it's it's not I don't have the the knowledge. But what I imagine <laughs> Donald's plan would be kind of reading the situation and becoming more aware of like here's what I do good. Probably just walk <laughs> with this butler and just be like, do you see that over there? Look at that right there. That's an unbelievable <laughs> angle right there. Like so just kind of like just take notes and just kind of and let them let them look around. And if they if one of them gets a moment to jump into a room, whatever, he's just gonna talk about. He's going to legitimately take a tour of this house Love with it. a mind to its architecture. Gotcha. So then, Monty and Francis, is there anything that you would be trying to accomplish particularly or tr- like keeping an eye out for in particular? Or just strangeness? If there's a library, I would love to get a sense of the books. I mean, not sure. that I'm expecting a copy of The King in Yellow to be open on a desk, but any sort of, I think I'd be on the look for any signs of occultism because I'm, I'm very curious, like, when, like, what the timeline is here, right? Because he's disappeared after this began. Um, so I'm kind of wondering how linked he might be to, to a particular scene that might have, have granted yeah. him this I, access. I have a question, which is, obviously... Handwriting differs person to person, mm. but I would expect the aristocracy to be practiced to an extent that most of them would have nice handwriting. Fairly nice handwriting. Did anything about the ha- this kind of scrawled handwriting of the note mm. clue me in that something is a little off about the note itself? I would say yes to a degree. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would imagine we're also pretty interested in if <coughs> we could even look into the. Just look into the master bedroom, because you have to imagine that's where the, the highest collection of clues would be. So if we see, like, <laughs> where it is, like the window of, you know what I mean? Just to get a sense of the layout of the house as well, which is something that Don could kind of be registering as he walks yeah. through, just in case we need that at any future point. Did she give us the note to keep, or we kind of, we hand it back to her afterwards? Uh, I think you hand it, I think unless you asked for it, yeah. I think she would okay. have taken it back, yeah. Okay. I would like to keep... My nose out for any unusual smells as we walk around. Sure, smart, sure. very smart. Sure. All right. So you you take you take your tour. You are shown the master bedroom. It is pristine. Doesn't look like anybody is sleeping in there. In fact, mm. Donald, I think you probably get the suspicion with some of the other rooms that perhaps the Duchess sleeps elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But it certainly it doesn't look like the Duke has been sleeping in this room. Um, is there like a look secret very... panel where if you press a button, there's a mirror <laughs> over the bed? Yeah, he would, Donald would definitely be looking at the ventilation systems too. Yep. ventilation the... system looks very normal. Does not look like you could like you could move through it, uh, like like in the opera house. I think uh, Francis, why don't you give me a sneak mm. check? To see okay. whether you can kind of slip off into the library as you pass it. Ooh. I, I mean, we spent I spent a fair amount of my sneaking um, on our <laughs> failed chase of Celeste. Um, I have two at present. I mean, um, if Monty wants to be the one that slips off too, you, you you know, I think you could you could whisper enough to kind of make that decision. I mean, mm-hmm. truth be told, I am not expecting to find anything in the open, right? Like, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to decide if like it's worth trying to to put a put like any sort of spend on this. Um, I think I think I might just do a flat roll and see okay. what happens. Let's let's try that. 
Hey, it's a five. All right, so you don't get to spend a lot of time in there. Yeah, you fair. you kind of hang back <laughs> as the group is leaving, and you know you you're able to spend a few minutes in there before the before the butler notices and comes back to collect you. <laughs> you don't see any nothing occult stands out to you. You do see sure. some you do see some Desaad texts, and so that rumor mm, seems I'll to let be Monty true. Know. <laughs> but I think what you find most interesting is that. On the desk in the library, there does seem to be some handwritten notes. Oh, do they look like the same handwriting? They do not. Oh, can you grab? I them will grab and sure. and like see stuff them in my bag and see if I can look completely innocent for yes, as I you hear can do footsteps that. near. <laughs> we can count that as part of the sneak check. Yes, love it. Excellent. I'm not going to try to read them net. I'm going to I'm going to read them later. Yeah. To your question, Monty, you don't notice any 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 particular sense other than potentially very nice food being prepared, but certainly nothing like you smelled in the box. Do I notice anything architecturally that looks like, you know, a door behind a door, those sorts of things, like a hidden kind of No, everything seems very um very pristine On the up. and and kind of exactly what you what you would expect. So, yeah, I guess unless Monty wants to try to sneak into some other room, then we're done with it. Could Would it be possible to just sort of, in uh, chatting with the butler, ask if um, he's noticed anything odd about his his master in the past, uh, you know, while he's in the past few weeks when he was actually here? Gotta remember the butler would probably be eager to talk about anything other than architecture, because Donald was talking a lot <laughs> about architecture to him. Yeah, Monty. Is there is that how what uh which of your interpersonal skills do you think you use to uh, kind of approach the butler? Hmm. I think my my two are either reassurance or negotiation. I may actually just try to bribe the butler here and just uh, pull out a little coin and just say, you know, just between us, um, if there's anything anything unusual, anything that you noticed uh, about. Your master, his behavior, his whereabouts in the past few weeks, um, I can tell you, and I'll slip a coin into his hand, it'd be worth quite a bit for, to me to know. He, uh, he, he looks at you and kind of, uh, there's a glint in his eye. Uh, mm. he, he appreciates the gesture and doesn't seem to have any problem kind of revealing what he knows. And he says, well, sir, I was hired many years ago by... The Duke, I believe that he trusts me more than he trusts any of his other servants, any of the others who work in the household. And there have been times in the past where he has said that he needed to leave town on urgent business, where of course he was not leaving town, and I would support in making sure that any necessary Letters or papers were passed along to him to make sure that he could continue his op his business operations as needed while pretending to be out of town. I will tell you that none of that has been happening over the past few weeks. As far as I know, he is not here. He is not in Paris. Rather unusual behavior, then. Yes. And there was nothing that I noticed out of the ordinary leading up to his departure. I was not aware that he was departing, but there was nothing that I noticed out of the ordinary. Have you... Uh, when's the last... Uh, when's the last time you were over at his, uh, well, his, his secondary residence? I only go there when invited, and it has been many months since he asked me to come do something over there. I see. Well, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, your information was, uh, extremely valuable. I'll hand him one more coin. Excellent. Yeah, Donald gives him one just because he doesn't really know what else to do. He's standing there. <laughs> oh, is this is this part of the is this part of the deal? Yeah. <laughs> Pats him on the hand. There you go. Francis just smiles <laughs> winningly. Uh, before you leave, Francis, um, you are uh, you are given a another one of the servants hands you um, a little card that has the Duchess's name on it and a a date and time. Uh, the following the following week to to come back. I really hope I live to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will put it in my pocket. I'll just kind of give you a look like, oh, well done, Francis. <laughs> Quite pleased with myself. That's 
Yes, will you oh, live and will you be able to paint her without a mask? Those two big ah! weapons, Those I think. Two most <laughs> <laughs> Fair questions. So when we are done with our tour, assuming there's nothing else we want to try to uh, find while we're there, I said, well, I assume we regroup outside and just the apartment is the next move, I Absolutely. assume. Certainly. Out of curiosity, do you both... I don't know. They all seem... For them, that he's he's genuinely gone. Do you think he's... I mean, Monty, you've, you've suggested in jest, I think, that he might have been replaced, but I don't Either know. Either the demeanor of the Duke has changed such that it has transformed him into a nearly different person, or he has indeed... There is someone who is putting on guises as being the Duke, and he himself has, in fact, vanished. And yet we saw a hand in that box. We did indeed. A box that no one else can occupy other than this duke. Unless somebody shimmied in. Shimmied in through the air ducts. Crawling through the vents. Oh, we should have... Well, we could have asked an usher, but I'm sure they wouldn't have told us. Hmm. <sighs> Very discreet. Yeah, I do I do think that you all would, would... Like, that would be the only... Based on what the Duchess has said and what the ushers have yeah. said, like... The only way to get into that box without the ushers knowing for someone other than the duke would be to come through, through that. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. through the through the ventilation. Yeah. Mm, which is not outside the realm of possibility. You may be dealing with an impersonator here. Yes. I think what we need to do is we, we need to go to that apartment. We need to see what we can see. We need to talk to Celeste. We need to get back to that theater as well. And I, I need to... to we need to look at that ventilation system and see if we can't get a sense of, of where it goes and, and how it goes. And mm -hmm. I need to look at it with my own eyes. Do we start with the apartment? So it's probably about, for the record, four in the afternoon on a night when there's probably a seven o'clock, another seven o'clock showing of L.A. We go when the show ah. is happening. Yes. When we know yes. the Duke's box will be occupied, so whoever may be using his apartment as a home base will be absent. Clever. Theoretically. Is it worth... I think that's absolutely the plan. Is it worth trying before the opera to see if we can find the, the delightful soprano? I've assumed she's a soprano. They are always a soprano. It's absolutely. <laughs> I a soprano. think she is. Yes. <laughs> I think Don definitely. If we if we have time and we're not going to the apartment, I know Don's probably going to want to go to the flower shop and talk to Grandpa slash sure. the police. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fair. We we could do that. I mean, I my assumption has been that Donald's going to want to talk to Celeste. That that would not be a thing we would want to split up for. Yeah, no, now he doesn't, he's like, yeah, now he, he's definitely now fixated on the ventilation system. This is the favorite okay. thing. Wants to go okay. in it. Because I think, right, that be, 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 that Celeste looks enough different than your sister yeah, that you're like, yeah. okay, he's something, like, something weird might be going on, okay. but it's not her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now it's, now it's this, now it's like, it's all the little things. It's, I gotta, now I, I'm responsible for this kid and the grandpa, and also I gotta make sure my friends don't get hurt, and also I gotta solve this whole thing. It's just... <laughs> He hasn't picked a singular obsession quite yet. <sighs> Tricky. Don, if you want to go um, talk to this uh, old gentleman who lost his grandson, I mean, we, we would uh, certainly be happy to join you. It seems like it might be a, a potentially difficult conversation. Mm, yes, certainly. It, uh, I would appreciate the, the company, indeed. Certainly. And I must admit, if talking to the soprano makes you break out in hives, I'm, that's not really top of my list, I must admit. Or lesions. <laughs> I think Monty saw to it that we won't be talking to her anytime soon. <laughs> maybe not Monty. Maybe maybe the, the rest of us. You know what? I, I would like to. I would just like to propose that I've saved you both from a terrible threat. And I would like to propose that you were somehow more uh, initially abhorrent than a sadistic duke. <laughs> well, I do have my way with others, Dom, so... They chuckle, because it's playful. <laughs> <laughs> so is the plan to head over to Fleur's Parvanel? Yes. In the few, yeah, in the few hours we have between now and when the show is up, yeah, I would say so. Okay. So you, you head over there, and 
there seems to be a bit of activity. The grandfather is there. There's a medical examiner that's there that that um, is is examining Albert's body. And uh, there are some police milling around. They seem to be kind of canvassing the area, talking to talking to neighbors. Nobody's actually at the flower shop at that moment. As the three of you walk in to the room where Albert's body is, I think Monty and Francis, well, all three of you are kind of overwhelmed by a scent. Oh, no. But for Monty and Francis, it's clear that the scent is orchid, scent. cinnabar, and terrible decay. Oh, to Duke. Mm. Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, this certainly must be new flower or something. This didn't smell like this yesterday. <laughs> Corpse flower. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> lean into Don and just say the, the box, the Duke's box. This just was like the this. scent. Clinging to oh. the curtains was this Good exact smell. And then I think the other thing the three of you would notice is that the black lesions on on Albert's body don't look like the black rock marks that I was you experienced six months ago. Mm-hmm. Donald, I think you, with your natural history ability, would your first indication would be this seems like poison of some sort. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I, I would probably walk to the grandfather first. Is he in the middle of a conversation? No, he's just kind of looking on sadly. No. Well, hello, sir. I brought my associates with me, but I, I came by. I'd like to speak with... with medical examiner of the police, I'll, I'll tell them everything that I know about our conversation yesterday and, and, and what Albert told me. Yes, thank, thank you for coming. I, that would be much appreciated. I appreciate you coming. This is all just so terrible. Certainly, certainly. So uh, I think Donald would first probably go to the medical examiner if he has that natural history. If he sees it's poison right away, he's probably going to like be like, hey, is that poison? The medical examiner would tell you that it seems like it, the symptoms certainly resemble poisoning, like the lesions and obviously the death, but not any sort of Side kind of normal <laughs> toxin that one would expect if if someone had been actively poisoned. It, like it, it doesn't, it's not any, it's not registering anything specific. He does point out that it seems like there's a pinprick wound on his left side that he found. That yeah, seems like what would you know if someone had been. If someone had been poisoned, this is probably the entry wound. Oh, God. Have you seen any uh, cases like this nearby or, or anywhere? No, this is the first I'm seeing of this. Do you suspect that there's something more widespread we should be worried about? I just know that this young man was was having difficulties with, with, with some of the, the, the major f- uh, players at the, at the theater. Uh, and I, I just fear as though there there's some... If there's some sort of uh, contagion or, or, or worse yet, mad poisoner based out of that uh, theater, I just, I shudder to think. I, I know that's that's where this young man was headed. The last anyone saw of him alive. Well, thank, thank you for sharing that. Uh, it may be helpful for you to pass that on to the police as well, but I certainly, I certainly will keep that in mind. And at that point, the police do come in and they, they, do, they do want to get a statement from you in particular, Donald. Uh, we were told that you had a conversation with, with this young man yesterday, and it got a, a bit heated. Could you tell us what was the the substance of that conversation? Yes, I'm ashamed to say I, I lost my temper a bit with him. I, I And I do feel... I simply... I, I had I had come uh, to speak with him about a matter that I had, I had uh, spoken with a trusted advisor on it, and that this young man needed guidance and if his romantic affairs I, I came to advise him to stay away from from the situation he was involved with the young lady uh, from the theater the, the soprano the lead uh, uh, the, they were having a relationship and what he what he said to me was when well when this 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 uh, new show this 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 opera that she's coming up the I'm sure you've seen the posters this duke exerted uh, I, I understand I, I'm probably sounding all all scattered uh, here's what I, I know for certain this young man had made himself an enemy of the Duke blank Derudier had <laughs> uh, made himself an enemy of the Duke Derudier and may have been considered by the Duke to be a romantic rival and I know that well uh, sometimes uh, love makes folks act in 
crazy way. So I, I do truly hope that that, that that has nothing to do with this. But I, I must say, officer, it, it certainly... I would be a liar if I told you it didn't feel like there was some sort of connection, based, just based on the timing of everything. Well, thank you for that information. It will be very helpful, and we, of course, will follow up on every lead we have available. Can I ask you a question, sir? And uh, for, forgive me forgive me for the, the imposition, but I, I must ask. Where were you this morning between the hours of 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock? Very well. This morning, I... I was with these two individuals standing right here with me. This, <laughs> you folks at home can't see it, but Monty <laughs> gave a Johnny <laughs> wave to the cop. Francis uh, gave a big old thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Mon, Mon, Mr. Mr. Hogg and Miss Anderson, they can they can attest to my whereabouts. And the, the the police officer looks over to the two of you and says, "You'll you'll vouch for the whereabouts of your friend here." Absolutely. One hundred percent. Excellent. And I do actually have one further question for you, Mr. Braith. I know this will sound strange, but have you seen anyone wearing a white face mask recently? We had we, we heard a report from a Mademoiselle Larive that she saw someone in this area wearing a white face mask and uh, it seems it seems odd, I know, but I just I must check. We've not seen an individual in a white face mask, but I believe we've heard of an individual in a face mask. Have have we? Have we not? He Donald doesn't know if he's supposed to be like <laughs> saying anything. He's, now he's like, "What are we I doing?" I mean, I don't want you to get arrested. Is my prime thing? Here. <laughs> yeah, so he's <laughs> just trying okay to. He's with, like, but... he's gonna just keep talking because it it in his mind, yeah. like, yeah, this all exonerates me. So I don't. But now he's starting to realize, like, am I saying too much? So he's like looking at Monty, like. There's uh, there's been rumors uh, all all over the city. I think of of some individual in a white face mask. It's not the first that we have heard of it. As witnesses, no, I'm afraid we have not seen any such person uh, in the area. I don't believe Don or Francis or myself have seen any such person. No. All right. Well, if any of you find out any more information, it, we would appreciate if you would let us know. But that that's all for now. Thank you. Certainly. Thank you. Just out of curiosity, um, with my demi bond, does the wound look like uh, the the kind of pinprick in the side? Is that um, of any type of poisoning with which I would be familiar? Any kind of like mm. sort of you know uh, criminal act standard sort of like a, you know a means of delivering poison and killing someone that I would be aware of? Yes, probably. Uh, it, it looks like a way you would deliver poison through perhaps a syringe or a needle with poison on it or a dart or something like that. Uh, it's just unclear. <laughs> the, the the type of poison is, I think, unclear. One-fanged vampire. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. The, the rascaliest kind. <laughs> All right. It's a vampire, but he uses darts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trying not to be a stereotype. I mean, exactly. Really, we have to salute him. English pub vampire. Um, okay, so, all right, um, so for all I know, I mean, yeah, this assassination could be related to criminal underground activity, there could be any number of explanations. Um, and Albert, he really got up to a lot of shady business. Yes, with his flowers. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of, there's an, there's an illegal plant business going on out of the back of this shop. Endangered <laughs> plants. Something that was definitely a thing in 1895. Yeah, 1895. We knew what that was. I mean, that we just cracked the whole thing open. It smells like orchids and cinnabar, so they're clearly mm -hmm. using it as fertilizer. I don't know. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Solved. So the and the medical examiner said that you know you not aware of any poison. I assume the body smells very strongly of this. If we get close to the body, that that's yeah. The medical examiner is basically saying. I would rule this as death by poison. Poisoning. This but is the entry the point. Is. I just don't know what but kind of poison this he's is. He's not yeah. aware of any poison that would yeah. kind of cause this smell or these specific types of lesions Correct. necessarily. Okay. Correct. Does Monty know anyone who would? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if it would I. Would I know anything that looks similar to this from Monty? Or just like know the poison? Yeah, is there like a apothecary type of... 
Yeah, I mean, you could probably find uh, find an expert in poisoning to try to, if you could sneak them into this room to analyze it, perhaps you'd get something better. <laughs> Might seem a little, that seems a little difficult. Yeah. To do you also probably think that, like, you know, the medical examiner should have should, a pretty would, good would idea. have an of, expertise, yeah. yeah. This is something that is it's outside the realm of the usual yeah. to an extent yes. that it's either new or, or mm-hmm. beyond exactly. what we mm-hmm. know. All right. Then I think perhaps we should we have uh, an apartment to visit mm. and a play to catch. Seems to be about that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's probably about five o'clock, five thirty maybe. You want to try to go to the apartment while the play while the opera is happening? Do you want yeah. to try to go to the opera to to you want to go to the 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 apartment while the opera is happening? I think while the opera is happening, when we know that uh, the box would be occupied with whoever may be using the apartment currently. Oh, I thought we wanted to go to the theater while the box was occupied. That's what I thought we were doing. I, I'm thinking we might be able to do both. I don't both. know that we'd be able to get into the box while the I mean, we could the, start uh, at the apartment. Play is occurring. Yeah. Start at the, the apartment, case it out while it's empty, and find everything we can find, and then head immediately to the opera house to see what we can figure out there. For certain, though, there is a major assumption in that in that plan of it being Probably empty. Probably at least one. <laughs> It's true. Yes. Like we, yes. We, we can. We have yet to encounter something that is like, oh, this is real bad. So it could definitely be there, but yeah. it's probably going to be hard to get in because we have to get into the we have to get into the theater at a point where we can access that that the heating ducts without being in the box initially. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. got to be another entry point. No, I'm sure, sure there is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I just that. I think I would like to you know while we are casing sort of home bases for the dude yeah. to kind of keep that up and then maybe we can determine from there how whoever has been accessing the box and from what point we can go back in the morning and just go in. I mean it's different mm-hmm. you know if we if we can you know we have pushes and stuff to convince the people to let us in the side and we can figure it out. Right, what, while the play's going on, we have less of a chance. Yeah, we have I would easier agree. points of access to the theater, Absolutely. and I think more yeah, opportunity for access to the theater. <laughs> we have our VIP yeah. backstage the... passes. <laughs> yes, that's right. So and I would it, say yeah, it, perhaps the apartment first, and the theater, the theater is yes. a follow-up. Though I think we should be, we should probably go just in case. You should bring the gun. Yes, and we yes. should make sure um, that we have stuff before we go in. I mean, I'm sure the Francis, gun is in my satchel. I was going to say, Francis, are you? You comfortable using uh, the weapon if need be? I, funnily enough, I still don't know how to shoot one of these things, but um, she does pull out a knife (laughs) that she's been carrying in her satchel ever since last February. This I'm a little more familiar with. (laughs) Gun is very easy. It's uh, it's just a point and click. (laughs) How how strange and convenient that sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I think for trying to get into the apartment, uh, I think we're going to do a group uh, sneak roll mm-hmm. of some sort. And sure. so I'll try to explain this better than I did the last time. So you can <laughs> either, if you want to do a piggyback, which means one person leads and everyone else just follows along, then the leading person spends whatever they want and the followers each spend one to basically be able to take the role of the leader. Mm-hmm. Or... In a cooperation situation, you basically build a combined pool, but the the only difference is that the secondary people in that case have to spend one that doesn't go into the pool before they can add to the pool, right? So you're basically mm-hmm. burning one to do a cooperation and then adding whatever you want. So, you for instance, if Monty additional. was leading, Monty could spend two, and then if Francis spent two, one would burn and then one would go one would, be would add on to, to Monty's to third, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two, so I always spend them. I'm fine. Like, if I, I have to spend have them both, two. then... I have three. I'm willing to spend all three if you want to cooperate or or piggyback either way. If you spent two, and you said you had three, mm-hmm. and we each, we each took your role plus that two, so we just did the piggyback yeah. where... Then we each have one sneak left, right? Let's try it. Let's try that. I like that. A little something Okay, left. so I spend two... And, you'll and then we'll spend, spend one, one each to, to be a part of your role. Okay. And then we'll just be both, well, three of us will just be one. All right. So in case we want to pool later, we can. Sounds good. 
All right, so Monty, you want to give me a sneak roll with your mm-hmm. plus two? With a plus two? Dice luck, do not abandon me now. I know, <laughs> yeah, right? Really. <laughs> it's a five. That's so right. seven total. All right. Very nice. Get so you you head to this this street that the where the address was given to you by the Duchess, and Monty is able to to kind of uh, like jib, like like jiggle the lock to the main to the front door a, to be able to get inside. A couple of like in my with my connections to the uh, the CD or underworld, I ha- I keep a couple of tools. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, hand exactly. that I know can kind of pick some easy locks and things of that nature. Yes, and it, this is a this is a nicer neighborhood. Uh, you know, the the area where you would expect the Duke to be keeping his his rented apartment. Mm. <laughs> the love nest. But the locks are not the strongest that you've ever seen. Not, I guess, they don't expect a lot of people to break into these apartments. And you head up into the into the the apartment where you you know the Duke uh, is renting. And you're able to open that lock too. And you go inside, and it is pretty nicely appointed. Again, as you would expect for somewhere where the Duke is bringing um, lady friends uh, <laughs> to entertain them. And the thing that I think stands out to you most is that there are. It, it does look like someone is living here, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's a woman living here. There are some mm-hmm. dresses kind of scattered about, uh, makeup, things like that. Is there any sheet music? No sheet music, no. So I think Don would just start looking around, probably uh, mm-hmm. whatever's nearby. You know, we'd probably yeah. just start looking. I'd like to check for any um, any kind of doors that are closed into, like, separate bedrooms or anything like that, as well as if there are, by chance or anything that it could be hidden or disguised, any doors, entryways, safes or kind of areas where keepsakes might be stored, anything like that. And it is quiet, right? Like as yes, far it as is we quiet. can tell, there's no one here. No, doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like anybody's in there Great. at the moment. Yes. If Great. Tom's looking for that, I'm looking for. Or if Monty's looking for that, Donald's looking for uh, anything that is written on a book, any writing, any notes, papers, anything that's out. He's opening drawers to look for stuff. Just anything that looks like it may be names, numbers, writing, that kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, go ahead, Francis. I was going to say, I was, I was looking at my, my investigative abilities, and I have both inspiration and intuition, and I don't remember what those are. Can I assume <laughs> that means I can float around the apartment, and if I see something, I'll just zero in on it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so inspiration is 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 an interpersonal ability where you, you inspire others to action. Oh, but okay. I, but I think intuition, I think that you walk in here and you get the sense that mm. Celeste is living here. I think yeah. that's. I, you're not sure why exactly. I mean, I, you know, it's it's not it's not shocking based on the fact that it's a woman living here. But I think you feel pretty confident that it's Celeste living here. Gotcha. I'm getting that vibe. Monty, as you're looking around, you there is another room, and it seems like there there actually is sheet music in here, but it's not. There's no instrument. It's. Mm-hmm. It, it it gives you the sense that someone is practicing singing Vocal in this room music, sure. and mm-hmm. is doing scales and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Donald, you kind of look around for anything that's written, and you actually do find a small scrap of paper that is sitting on what looks like maybe the dining room table, and it is uh, there's there's just a, a short note that is scribbled. I'll be back soon. Please wait for me. And it's in that same handwriting that that you saw on the note that the Duchess showed you. And that is where we are going to end our story for now. Mm. This podcast was created using the Yellow King RPG by Pelgrane Press and is based on an adventure written by Robin D. Laws called Ghosts of the Garnier both used under the Pelgrane Press limited community use policy, along with the music from the Yellow King Suite, written by James Semple. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the nature of my game podcast at NOMG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or at nomgpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash nomgpodcast.